Thanks for listening to The Awakening Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. We've been in a series called The Passion. We're looking at the life and times of Jesus Christ leading up to the cross and the resurrection. You know, when it comes to the end of someone's life, what they do carries more weight. It's almost like the the field of vision narrows and everything becomes intentional. And here Jesus is being intentional with what he does, what he says, and who he spends his time with. And so I believe that these moments are still relevant to us, that Jesus knew what we would have to go through, and so he's preparing us, teaching us. And here is a parable that I really think is applicable to you and I today. The disciples are gathered with Jesus, and they begin to ask him, what will it look like towards the end? And Jesus responds with this parable, Matthew 25. He says, then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom. Come out and meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I pray that as I speak, will you speak? Reveal yourself to us, God. I pray right now, God, that you show us your love, your purpose, and your plan for us. And God, I thank you that you are our provision. Amen. The disciples gather around Jesus on the Mount of Olives. In just a few days, he's going to be in that same place at the Garden of Gethsemane, preparing for the cross. They gather around Jesus and they begin to ask him, what will the end times look like? It's a relevant question that disciples have been asking for thousands of generations. What should we be looking for? What will it feel like? I think sometimes we, we look to the wrong places or the wrong examples for what it's going to be and we're filled with fear But I think the reality is it's something we should be looking forward to with great expectation because we want to see Jesus come again. They're asking Jesus, what are the signs? And Jesus begins to lay it out. He says, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be famines and trials, tribulations, earthquakes, anything that can be shaken will be shaken, Jesus says. And then he says, before the end, there will be a worldwide revival that the gospel will reach all nations. And then he says, the end will come unexpectedly, like a flood, quickly, in a moment. And he says, no one knows the day or the hour, not even the angels in heaven, but God the Father knows when the end comes. The question we have to answer then is, are we ready? Not just for the end times, but for our own time to end. Not just for the end of the world, but what about when our world ends? We must be ready to meet our creator. 
The question is, are you prepared? When the pandemic was coming in, my wife sent me to the store and she was having me look for all these different items and everything I was looking for was sold out. And I barely know what I'm looking for anyways. I'm calling her every few moments and we ended up just grabbing whatever was left. Meatballs and, and those little uh, Easter peeps. That's all we got because everything else was gone. Because see, when time mattered, I waited. And so then I just had to settle. I want you to know you do not have to settle with your spiritual life. You don't have to take what's left over, but you can have life and life more abundantly. Jesus himself is our provision. Jesus is our bread of life. Jesus is the water that he promises when you drink from me, your soul will never be thirsty again. He clothes us in righteousness. One of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. And so when he returns, we can be ready to be received by him, that it will be an atmosphere of rejoicing, that it will be the most exciting event that the universe has ever seen. Jesus tells us how to prepare for this through this parable with the 10 virgins. He says that half of them had enough oil to last, and the other half only had what they had in their lamp. If you know, both of them had light. Both of them had what they needed, but only for now. Half of them were thinking of now, but the other half were thinking of next. You see, that is what separates wisdom from foolishness. Not just living in the now, but preparing for what comes next. The reality is all of us are going to enter into an eternity. Are you prepared for it? Have you thought about your eternity? Have you thought about what comes after this? It's such it's such a large subject. I understand sometimes it's difficult to think about. Sometimes we're nervous to even let our mind go there, but it's the only question that matters. It's the most important question you will ever have to ask in your life. Is there an afterlife? And if so, what is it? It amazes me how many times we don't consider this. We consider where we're gonna live and what we're gonna buy, we consider tomorrow. We consider what kind of video games we're, we're gonna save up for. We consider what Netflix shows we're gonna watch. We consider all these different things, what our career is gonna be and who we're gonna marry. And all of those are worthy of your consideration, but nothing is more worthy of your consideration than your eternity. Have you thought about what comes next? The Bible says those who are wise, not only have thought about it, they've prepared for it. They didn't just have oil for now light for now, but they had oil for next, light for next. That when Jesus arrives and they meet him face to face, they're ready for that moment. You know, as we're in this situation where we're all home and everything is kind of slowed down, I think it's a great moment for us to take stock of our lives. Not just our lives here on earth, but our eternal life, both here and afterwards. So amazing how much things have changed and how quickly they've changed. And now, as we sit back, I wonder, is it a moment for us to reset, look at our priorities? Maybe we had stuff all out of whack, not just here, but what about our priorities for our eternity? As we slow down, could we assess? Could we reflect? Maybe this isolation could lead you into a much better place as your soul comes into alignment with God and eternity becomes open to you. Now is the hour.
Don't sleep through this moment. Begin to be prepared. Begin to ask the deep questions. Begin to connect with God. And maybe God will show you who you really are. Maybe you'll delve deeper into your identity. Maybe that relationship that's always seemed distance from God, maybe that gap is gonna close right now. I'd encourage you during this slowdown, don't let the isolation suffocate you. Don't let it, let it destroy you. Use it as a moment to consider the worthy things of life. Here's what's interesting. The ones that the Bible called wise were the ones that stored up what mattered, oil. In the Bible, oil is a picture of anointing. It's a picture of the presence of God. The ones who were wise had an overflow of the anointing, of God's presence in their lives. You think of Psalm 23 where it says, you have anointed my head with oil, my cup overflows. In other words, you can have more than enough presence. It can literally overflow out of your life. It could overflow out of your home, and I hope it gets on all those around you, all those that interact with you, even if they're interacting from a distance, that there's an oil on your heart, that there's an oil on your mind. And it doesn't have to be filled with anxiety, but you can have the peace that passes all understanding. Why? Because that comes from the presence of God. That can be on your mind. In your heart, you can have the fullness of joy. Why? Because that comes from the oil of God, and you've got more than enough oil. So here's my question. Do you have your own oil? See, this is the kind of oil that you can't borrow from someone else. You can't ask mama for oil, grandma. They don't have enough for you. You can't borrow this kind of oil from your church or your pastor or your leader. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a personal relationship with Jesus. You can't skate by by the oil of good works or that you have a good heart or that you did good things. Good works isn't enough. Other people's relationship with God, that's not enough to cover you. You need to have your own oil. The good news is God wants to give it to you. God wants to give you his presence. God wants to bring relationship into reality with you, even here, right now. I wonder if God is even gonna use you sitting down for a while, staying at home, I wonder if you could even use that to reestablish a connection. Interesting, when you lose connection with everyone else, I wonder if you can reestablish connection with the Almighty. It's time to be prepared. The Bible says that in one moment a cry came out and the cry said, here's the bridegroom, here's Jesus and he's come and here's the invitation, come out and meet him. The only problem is only half of the group was prepared for this invitation. The foolish ones were unprepared. They were asleep. They didn't use that time wisely. And now it's like the alarm went off and they don't know what to do. Remember, God says no one knows the day nor the hour, so you have to be ready at all times. The foolish ones were thinking to themselves, it'll work out later. I've got plenty of time. I'm young. I'll be able to get around to these things at some other point. But the Bible says, today is the hour. Right now is the time for salvation. You won't know when you hear that cry. You won't know when that trumpet will sound. You won't know when your world ends. But when it does, you have to be ready. Those that are wise, prepared for this moment. Those that were foolish, they took their time. The reality is there are some things that you can be too late for. I don't know if you've ever had your alarm go off and you're jumping out of bed and trying to get to work, trying to get to where you're going, but it doesn't matter how fast you move, you woke up too late. This is what the foolish virgins 
that's the situation they're caught in. That even though they're moving as fast as they can, they're trying to get the provisions that they can, they're still searching when salvation has come. I pray that you search now. I pray that you prepare right now because the door is open. Salvation is open to you right here and right now. When Jesus arrives, he brings the rest into a festival, into a feast. When he arrives, I want you to know it's gonna be a celebration. There's gonna be more than enough. We are going to party. In fact, I see three incredible things about the moment that Jesus arrives, three actions that he takes. The first thing that we see is that Jesus remembers you. He knows who are his own, and he comes for them. I want you to know that even if he's delayed, he is not denying you. You are not forgotten. You are not a long way off from God. God has not abandoned you, and let me say this, he has not abandoned the earth. He loves us. He is for us. He has set us in his sights, and there will be a time when he comes and he calls, and he will call you by name. He will lift you out of your situation. He'll raise you out of darkness, raise you out of that grave. Jesus remembers you. The second action we see from this story is that Jesus invites you. His invitation is wide open to all people. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. That's a large invitation. It is wide open. And make no mistake, it includes you. Sometimes you'll hear a voice of condemnation in your head say, you know, that stuff's not for you. You're too bad of a person. You're too far gone. I want you to know that's not the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's the negative voice of the enemy. Don't believe in that voice. Believe in God's voice. This is what the voice of God says to you. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary, all of you that are heavy laden, all of you that are bogged down with the pressures of life. And what's his promise? He says, and I will give you rest. The invitation is open, and it's open right now. Look at what Peter says. He says, so friends, confirm God's invitation to you, his choice of you. Don't put it off. Do it now. Do this, and you'll have life, and it will be on a firm footing. The streets paved and the way wide open into the eternal kingdom of our master and our savior, Jesus Christ. The way is wide open right now. When you make this decision, you build in a firm foundation. I'm not shook. No matter what shaking comes, I don't get shook. No matter what spirit comes, it's not the spirit of fear that comes on me. Yeah, I might have to deal with anxiety. I might have to fight against depression. I might have to struggle against my emotions, but my foundation is on Christ and my future is secured. You can have that when you begin to put Jesus before everything else. The third aspect we see is that Jesus prepares a place for you. I want you to know this, that Jesus is actively working on your behalf. He loves you. He's for you. He's not forgotten you. He's not against you. Even now, he's not a long way off from you. He actually says to his disciples, it's better for you that I go because I'm going to prepare a place for you, a home for you in my father's house. He is actively praying for you. When the enemy comes to accuse you before God, Jesus stands in your defense. He is praying for you. He is for you. He dispenses what you need when you need it. I want you to know, God not only, he's not only not against you, right now he's working for you. In this moment, 
He's preparing a room for you. Not only will you not be forgotten. No, he's called you by name and he has a place put aside waiting for you. In that final day, those that were unprepared will say, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he'll tell them, truly, I did not know you. See, right now is the time to establish relationship with God. Right now is that moment. The door was shut then, and they missed their moment. But I want you to know the door is not shut now. It is wide open to you right now. The gates are wide open to you right now. Jesus says, I am the way, and the way is wide open to you right now. Bible talks about how in the end times it will, it will be like the flood comes like in the days of Noah. And if you know the story of Noah, he, he was called by God to build an ark for the rescue of humanity. And as he prepared this ark, God said, as large as I want you to build it, I want there to only be one door in the side of the ark. And anyone that was going to enter into this ark to be rescued had to pass through this one door. All the animals, all of Noah's family, and all of Noah himself. And as Noah built this ark, he preached and proclaimed that rescue is within this ark, and it was wide open to everybody. But when the flood came, the door was shut. I want you to know the flood has not yet come, and that door is still open. That one door in the side of the ark of rescue is open to you. Jesus says this. He says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But he says, I came that they might have life and have life more abundantly. That's the purpose of Jesus coming. It's the purpose of his presence is for you and I to not just have life, to have eternal life, abundant life, overflowing life. The door is still open to you right now. The question I would ask is, are you ready? Have you established that relationship with God? Have you entered into the ark of rescue through the door of Jesus Christ? It's open to you right now. Maybe you say, well, I once knew God a long time ago, but I've grown distant from him. Today, right now, you can close that gap. Maybe you say, I've never heard this before. This is the first time I'm ever hearing Jesus portrayed like this. I want you to check your heart. Is what I'm saying resonating deep within your soul? Do you know it to be true? Well, I would invite you to respond right now. From wherever you're at, you can respond. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What an incredible promise of salvation. And it's a promise specific to you. I'm gonna pray a prayer right now and I wanna invite you to repeat this prayer after me. And if you believe, and if you confess, I believe salvation will come on you. I believe your whole soul will be changed in a moment. You'll get that extra oil. That presence of God will begin to come into your life and things will begin to change for you. And when you meet Jesus in eternity, he will recognize you, he will know you, and he will welcome you into the place that he's prepared for you. If you wanna pray that prayer with me, we just bow your head, just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Be my Lord and God, and I will follow you for all of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer,
We believe that you have been saved. We believe that you have joined God's family. And really, it's just the beginning of a grand adventure of walking with Jesus Christ. I'd invite you to take your next step. We set up a, a location on our site. Will you go there? Awakeningchurch.org slash Jesus. Just fill that information out. And we have put tons of resources there to help you along the way. Devotionals and all different stuff. And I would encourage you, tell someone about this decision you made. If you know a Christian or another follower of Jesus, let them know about this prayer. I believe it's the greatest decision you've ever made in your life, and they're gonna begin to help you walk forward into a brand new life with Jesus Christ. If you don't know anybody, reach out to us. We'd love to help you, celebrate you, and walk these next few steps with you. As far as the rest of the church goes, the follower of Jesus, I wanna encourage you. God loves you, he's for you. He knows you by name. He has his hand of protection on you, and he's drawing closer to you, and one day, we are gonna celebrate with him in a festival. In times of scarcity, let's hold on to that, that Jesus is our provider. Thanks for listening to the Awakening Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. If you want to learn more about our church, visit us online at awakening.global. We'll see you soon.